0: back on my bush back to back on my bush matter of fact i was bush i'm going back to back to back on my bush do it one time they gonna think it's luck gotta hit them with the repeat do it two times they gonna still doubt hey now i got a three-peat gotta flood the streets till they need deep gotta stay woke and beastly. be sleep all this flash don't be cheap all these bad that we keep round pockets got to be deep now never lose again living me deep down got to keep winning it's a clean sweep now tell her back it up you hit three beasts now big truck low call me
1: greek hey guys welcome to another episode of let's talk with Crystal K and today we're talking about the last dance and joining me i have three former college basketball players just to give their thoughts and give their feedback So first up, I have Marvin Johnson, I have Sterling Council, and I have Jay Council. So they're just going to give us a little bit of their feedback about the documentary and the impact that Michael Jordan has made on them. So let's get started. Talking about The Last Dance, because that was amazing. Um, So just real quick, y'all give me y'all's overview of y'all's thoughts on The Last Dance, on the whole documentary, whole series.
2: Uh, Who's first?
1: Whoever wants to go first.
2: For me, uh, I think it was uh, it was interesting. Um, it's a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Really, you know, Mike really wasn't my era. You know, I but right. you know, well, 90 to 96, I was only six years old. When he was winning the championship So, You know, of course, I knew about Mike Joe and I watched it, but I wasn't really, uh, you know, I knew the game of basketball like I know now. So you know, a lot of the things that I seen you know, it was like pretty much you know, unbelievable.
3: Mm -hmm. then a lot of the stuff that went on that we pretty much didn't hear about as far as the contract deal with Scotty Piven, that was something I never knew about, Um,
2: Dennis Rodman, I kind of figured he was a lunatic, but um, you didn't know in detail how much of a living life on the edge type he was until
3: watching the documentary, because it's no social media like now, you can see everything.
1: very very interesting to me so on on a scale from one to ten how much did you enjoy it I love it see I only watched the first
2: two episodes and after that I just stopped watching it too it was completely over then Mm -hmm. I just binge watched it last week you know and once I didn't stop watching it I I wanted to keep
0: going on but yeah
1: okay Marvin
0: Eye opening, like wow, you know, the re- that that's the reason why he was so good, was mm-hmm. his mindset. So I think that
1: that was probably like the, the biggest thing I took from, from the documentary. Yeah. Okay, Jay? Uh,
0: I think
4: for me, the documentary was something that the basketball world needed mm-hmm. at, at this particular time, you know, with everything that's going on. But also,
3: I didn't grow up per se watching Mike. You know, I grew up Kobe, LeBron. You know, so right. um, to see that, and like Mar was saying, his mindset, the the mental toughness, the tenacity that he had, the the pure drive to just win by any means necessary,
4: right? Like they don't make them like that anymore. So it was it was good, and and it solidified my standings with, with where I rank players at now you know and he has to be the
3: he has to be the measuring stick that everyone else is measured up to Mm -hmm. most definitely so um for me it was just it was eye-opening a lot of behind the scenes um i didn't i didn't understand you know jordan kraus Scottie pippen ryan like all of those
1: individuals and and how Right of, of more championships and just going forward from there. So yeah, it was good. Okay, so everybody kind of touched on Michael Jordan, his mindset, his mental. So does anybody compare? Does anybody compare to MJ? Or who is the closest person? Got
4: to be Kobe. Got to be Kobe. Kobe is yeah. Yeah. the. Yeah, probably Kobe's the closest we're gonna ever get. You know, I think uh, I think Kobe said it perfectly in a documentary. You know, what you get from me is is him. You know, like what you what you got from me is is exactly what I took from him. You know, it's it's,
3: it's
2: a it's a mirror image.
1: Mm-hmm. Sterling, I didn't hear your I didn't hear you. Did you say Kobe too, or are you? Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say you know, Kobe. You know, by far is the closest.
2: LeBron, you know, Mike is Mike, but you know, LeBron, I feel like sometimes can be just too unselfish. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing between him and Kobe, that's separated. Um, a, and I'm a LeBron man, I'm not a big Kobe fan, I'm a LeBron man, but I think it's unselfish. Kind of, you know, give Kobe that leverage and um, and um, the mentality of, that Michael Jordan had.
1: Is it unfair for us to compare them when they're kind of two different players? Because I feel like LeBron's more a facilitator, and so is it unfair for us to compare those three?
2: Um uh, I don't think it's unfair because it's the game of basketball. They all uh-huh. play the same board. They all bring a different approach to the game. Uh uh-huh. like, LeBron James just I feel like he's the best overall overall player in my opinion. Besides Magic Johnson, I just feel like the player probably the best. He's the player that I would like to play
3: um. with.
1: No thoughts. <laughs> um, my thing is, I, I think pound for pound, LeBron James the greatest basketball player touched the floor. But before, um,
4: even, even before pound for pound, just oh, it just just impacting every single aspect of the game, even to where he even where he controls management. You know, like he he, he he's controlling the people that are quote unquote paying him. You know, so I, I throw that all into consideration. Now, if Mike was in in this era, would he be able to control management? Most definitely, most definitely. But we can't say that just yet. Now, if you want to win, I wouldn't. I honestly, I wouldn't pick LeBron James when it comes to taking, you know, a last second shot or or being the guy to accept that responsibility,
1: whether I'm going to make it or miss it. It is Mike and Kobe. So, does winning equate greatness? And if you don't win, then how, like, does it equate to greatness? Do championships equate to how great you are? Most definitely. Most definitely? So. Is that, like, the number one criteria for you guys? How much you win? Most definitely. Yeah. That's the only reason why you play the game. Mm-hmm. Win, I mean, you've you seen that. You've seen that with Mike in the documentary. He didn't care about nothing else. All his energy went into winning. So, yeah, I mean, you got to. That's the number one, yeah, that's the number one thing. Win. Okay. So if you don't win, does it take away from your greatness? Because there's it a couple people out know. there.
2: I don't think it don't take away from your greatness, but I don't think you can be held in certain conversations. Okay. When it comes to, you know, a Charles Barkley and it comes to a Michael Jordan. Ch- Charles Barkley was great, but he didn't win no championships, so he can't sit at those tables with LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant, the Magic Johnson. Just can't sit at those table because he never, he never, he never won. as far as you know, individually, he's, he's he's a good player. Carmelo Anthony, same, same, same person. So, they great players, but they just can't be held in those conversations when it comes to winning championships.
1: Okay, okay, all right. I hear y'all. So, Michael Jordan is the goat. Is that what I'm hearing? I hear that from two, but is Michael Jordan the goat? Hands
2: down. Only reason why I say go hands down because he's the blueprint. Everybody patting their game from a mic. When you take the last second shot, you think about Mike Jordan taking that like you don't, know, you know, it's, it's MJ. he's the blueprint. Okay. Kobe is a duplicate of MJ. That's it. You can tell from the swagger, his demeanor, everything. Yeah, that's you know, MJ's in every ball player at the end, don't care what you say. First, I feel like MJ everybody getting in. Yep, yeah, I agree. I agree with Sterling, man. You got to go MJ. You got to go. He changed the game, man. It was
0: magic. I think magic changed it first. I mean well, well before, you know, Bill Russell and there, but magic, it was magic and then Joy came and just took it over. Like, everybody man, to I'm have to glad you I'm glad you hit on that. So
4: are we measuring so we measuring greatness by winning championships. So why don't we mention Bill Russell as being the greatest? You know? Like, if, if, if we
2: talking about defining greatness as championships, he won and he sustained it. Yeah. I mean, I feel you, but it ain't too many places you to go in the world and nobody don't know the name Michael Jordan. True. Mm-hmm. That's a name that's gonna be here forever. You know, it's people that don't even play the game of basketball and they know Michael Jordan, Whether it's that emblem, his sneakers, not only just on the court, off the court, you know, Michael Jordan is just—he's Mike. It's hard to debate
1: that. But he's I think his impact—I think his impact is felt through every sport because I think you take his mindset. It's like almost like Mamba mentality, but it's the Jordan mindset. So I think it, it's felt through every sport, all professional sports. Yeah, right. right.
0: I think that, I think that's the difference—the mindset, definitely. And with with Bill, the competition level, man, too. Oh man, man. don't don't do that! Don't don't do that! Put that in. But, but you, but how is he gonna be in fault for his competition level? He can't help the time he was game up in. Yeah, but Bill was what? I mean, you you didn't have nobody that can guard him for real. He was probably the tallest person on the court every time. I mean, it it was it was a it was eleven teams in the NBA
4: when Bill Russell played. So I, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying but I, I think we need to define the criteria to to the definition of greatness, right? Because if we're doing it in terms of, is it just winning? Is it your accolades? Is it the impact that you left upon the game when you leave it? Like, no one's ever going to have the impact that Jordan had. Like, you figure that out after the 1992 Olympics. Like, this man was, he was phenomenal. And Sterling was right to the fact that you know Jordan by the the logo, his shoe, his, his mentality, what it was that he left behind. So are those going to be the determining factors for greatness? If that's the case, then there would be no other greater athlete, period, than Michael Jordan.
2: Which is one. I feel like it's not, uh, as I my honest opinion, Mike is, not only just on basketball, off the court too, it's just, you know, he's Mike. Watching that documentary, he really got in, you know, he went into detail, you know, why he's just so different. Mike was different. When Mike said he was going to do it, he was going to do it. You know, not only just, you know, he, he led by example, you know, and the level of accountability that he held, not only himself and his teammates, it made everybody else around him better. Because, you know, if he ain't trusting you, he's going to let you
1: know that. Mike
2: was just different.
1: So let me ask you this. Do you guys think that he was too harsh on his teammates? The way I grew up, no.
2: <laughs> I loved him. You
0: wanted to win, man. I don't think so, but yeah, I don't think so. But
2: I don't think that mentality will work in this generation. I just don't feel like it's, it's you know. Why not? Yeah, the lawsuit. Also... It's just yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> You can't even really talk to and talk no You know you can't. It's going to be taken out of the definitely because of social media. You know, I just this. He's only good for that generation. Mike couldn't fit in this generation.
1: You don't think so? You don't think if he was in this dem- generation, he would still dominate? Oh yeah, he'd still be Mike. But I'm just talking about as far as that mentality. He'd dominate, but he wouldn't win.
4: He'd alienate himself from his teammates. It'd be his. He'd be by himself, like he'd win games. He he probably he won a couple championships just off of sheer. I'm gonna put you in my backpack and I'm carrying you. But with how it's stacked up with super teams and stuff now, and he alienating himself, especially if he don't got Scotty. Nah. If I think that um, I mean the the, the last dance showed that Mike actually embraced his teammates and needed his teammates to, to win you know so I think that in this era I think you're definitely a win cause, I mean you've seen when he
0: said in the documentary that he needed Scotty mm-hmm. and you know what I mean And like I said he just he, he wouldn't play without, without Phil I mean
1: Pippin, the best number two ever.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: ever. Scotty was
0: like the documentary showed that Scotty
1: was. Yo, I slept on Scotty. I did too. He was way nicer than I thought. Best number two ever? Best number two ever? Best number two ever. Yeah, uh, yeah I think he's the best sidekick
3: ever, yeah. yeah. Jay Bird. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think
2: what's the other, what's the other dynamic? I, I, of, mean, right. you got Shaq, I mean, you, too, though, you got Shaq and
4: Kobe, you got yeah, Eddie and Kobe. The two, Who's the number two? Who's number two? Who's Kobe, number
2: Kobe was, two. was number two, come Kobe on,
4: Kobe. man. Y'all know Kobe <laughs> was number two with Shaq. <laughs>
2: That's the thing. <laughs> <I can't laughs> ah,
1: yeah. oh, when you say it like that, mm-hmm.
2: it depends. Like, he's, he's definitely top five. That's yeah. probably one of the top 5's dynamic duo. You know, you got Karl Malone, John
0: Stockton. That was a great duo. Um, Mike and Scotty. You got before uh, Kobe and Shaq, you got Penny and Shaq too. That Penny was and Shep. yeah. Yeah. Um, we got LeBron, D Wade, yeah.
2: When was flash, Scotty up there though. Scotty, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. yeah, he's up there. I just didn't realize what what was interesting to me is his path to get the way he was at. I didn't know him. he went N A I A. He started yeah. as an equipment manager.
1: And walked. I didn't know none of that. I didn't yeah. I honestly didn't know that. So that was uh, interesting. That was very informative to me to see that. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So, which Bulls team is the best Bulls team? Four years. Mhm.
4: he had on the game with being able to get to where he wanted to get to. Like, once you, y'all y'all know from playing ball, like, once you achieve the the mental ability to be able to say, this is how you guard me, this is where I'm going to get, I know my spots, no matter what you do, I'm going to rise up here once I get to the elbow, and that's something I do every day, that's money in the bank. You know, uh, that 97-98 season, Jordan had that. You
2: know, uh, so I I I to say that team. Yeah, that team, that team. The reason why I say that team is because of the adversity they was dealing with off the court and they still managed to play at a mm-hmm. high level and still succeed their goal as far as winning a, you know, a championship
3: you know, father I think what Mike lost his dad that year. Um, you know, they were going through the talks of, you know, you know, Trey and Scotty Pivot, you
2: know, around that same so they're going to do a lot of adversity off the court, but to block that out and still manage to play at a
1: high level and win that championship, I think that's be value on that team as a whole. If they would have kept that team together, how many more championships do y'all think they would have won?
2: So like as many as they won, as long as they was, you know, like Mike said that in the documentary. If if if, if GM would have, you know, put on the table one year deals for, for all of them. Pretty sure all of them would have took it. You know, they probably would have talked Scotty into it. Uh, but I feel like they probably could have won, long as you know Mike was healthy, Scotty, and everybody else. They probably could have won. Who knows? Another two, three more championships. Yeah, I said about two or three more. Two
1: or three more. Okay. Jay, you I look like you're thinking. I, I
4: probably say one more. So the reason why I say one more is because after Jordan left uh David Robinson and Tim Duncan they won ships I don't, I don't know how they would have stacked up against the Twin Tower just because oh, Chicago anybody Jay Mike <laughs> is anybody Mike he was not stopping like when Houston Rockets won back to back ships when Jordan retired like Jordan told them they weren't going to beat the Houston Rockets with Hakeem Olajuwon and uh um, Dang, I forgot dude's name. It slipped my mind. But they had twenty thousand in Houston. Like that—that that would have been that thing. Like I think if the Jazz would have had another low post threat, they could have beaten the Bulls. There's only one Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman can only guard one person, and it's only one Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, and if that's the case, I'm throwing all five people
2: at Mike. Try it. Somebody else beat me. Mike going to rise to the cage. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to figure a way out, man. I'm telling you, he's going to figure it out. I'm taking Mike, man. I'm taking Mike so on Mike that him. court, man. It's hard to go against him, especially yes. in the final 2 6-6. Six, for six. That's another reason why he's he great. I'll let yes. you know if he get there 10 out of 10 times, he's going to win it. Yes.
1: So, is there any other team like today or in the past that you guys think compares to the 98 Bulls? I have to say, go to state, find coast close what So what do you mean? You mean by talent? You mean mentality? Like, what, what, what do, do you mean? Everything. Hey. everything. Jay and Sterl, y'all said, of course, with our age, we never really grew up. All we really see is Michael Jordan highlights, but Marvin, you did actually get to experience him. Um, so just tell me a little bit about the impact and that he's had on your game and what it was like watching him.
3: Everything. Like, like Sterl said earlier, you, you
0: your, your DNA is, is Mike. Like, you're gonna try to play, you're gonna try to do everything Mike did. Um, I remember going out uh, at the courts trying to do fadeaways uh, and I mean just just everything apart of this game but I think what I took from Mike really from watching him was his mentality too Mm -hmm. I hated to lose and that was one thing that,
1: that separated Mike from everybody else Mike Mike hated to lose more than he loved to win and I and I think that right there was just uh is what really separated him but um yeah, I think I think it's mentality and um, just you know trying to win and be a be a competitor, a fierce competitor. So that's what you took away. Okay. Yeah. Y'all got anything to add? I mean, like I said,
2: like I, you know, I was six years old. When I, you know, I remember watching, it, you know, sitting on the floor watching my pop watching the Sport and watching Mike. But I ain't really had an understanding of the game. At that time, you know, I played basketball, but I, you know, I'm fresh. So, you know, Mike really, you know, some you heard the name, but I didn't really know, you know, what went into detail with Michael Jordan. So, mm-hmm. he's he, he before, he's a little bit before my time, but um, just his name alone, those spoke volumes.
1: And how many Jordans do you own? How many pairs? I don't know. I got. What's a few? More than 20? More than 10? Yeah. Yeah. But I've been giving some shoes away, though. Like, I don't really, you know, I'm not like a sneaky, stick,
2: but head I got to collect them. Mm-hmm. then usually come back out in a few more years anyway. So, you know, I try to give them away. I just gave some away cleaning up, you know, last week. So, I don't know. I am not really keep counting.
1: Gotcha. Impact he had on you, Jay? I
4: think. Early early on, you know, just not really knowing, just trying to mimic his moves out in the backyard to, you know, sitting there and watching the recordings, you know, him against Reggie Miller, you know, 'cause they had have all of those tapes on VHS, you know, where he recorded those games for for us. So we 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 grew up watching those iconic moments and and understanding everything now. Um he was instrumental in uh, my growth, you know, because um, going to work out, you know, and like uh, a lot of people don't know, um, the Chicago Bulls didn't allow Mike to play basketball during the summer, in his off season. So he had to put in the his contract for the game clause, love of the game clause, right where
3: he could go and play basketball during the off season, and he could work on his game the best way he knew how, you know, so I, um, just
4: seeing that, man, it was, it, it helped me, (laughs) long ago, it helped me.
1: One of the most interesting things that I picked up from the series was Jerry Krause. I did not like that little dude. I don't, I I can't even understand, like, what he had going on. So why do you guys think that he did what he did in that? in that final season in 98 breaking the team up telling Phil even if they go if they win every two games and don't lose a game you still not going to be the coach here
2: I don't think nobody understands even Mike you know, I don't understand why you know, I don't even know why he put that in the atmosphere before My. he season started like you like, already you know like I don't get that I
0: feel like they should fire him honestly yeah I don't I think yeah. uh, he had an ego issue, man. Uh, it, was exactly. it was something deeper than than basketball.
1: He he, had, he wanted control and power. I think that yeah. was just. The but you're winning. You are winning. Oh, that. <laughs> man. It, it, yeah. So, and that's the nature of business,
4: though, man. Like, yeah, winning don't like, account winning winning do account for money. You know, like we you you think it would, but. Uh, I feel like Jay Krause, like 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 Mars said, man, the ego issue, you know, he was the guy behind the scenes not getting any credit for putting the team together. You know, like he was the one who sat there and he found Scotty in central Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went and he found Tony Ku Granted, he went at a horrible time to go try to find Tony Ku but he found him and got the poor man killed. He won't come over here. He didn't want to play in the NBA, you know, but he saw he saw every single player in the diamond in the rough they could be to help him. And I think because he didn't get the credit for truly building that team, that mess with him, you know, uh, uh, It just, I think the documentary shows you need to give credit when credit is due. And I think a lot of his comments was, you know, players just don't win championships, organizations do and, and I think I think what he was trying to say is that an organization needs to have a championship mentality. And I think now if he could go back, if he was alive, and say those things, he would rephrase what he was saying. Because it, it came off as wrong as, you know, like Mike and them are out there winning the games. You know, but it takes everybody,
1: it takes a whole unit to make something work. Um, but so I agree I agree with what Mike said because mike was like but the players are the meat of the organization say that again i said i agree with what mike said on that because he said the players are the meat of the organization like they're the main part yeah they're, the, front. They, they're the ones who everybody care about so right his ego like i said just, just, got,
0: just took control of he just he should have what he did he back in and, and won championship yeah
2: i agree i feel like it was- it was a whole, like what Mark said, it was nothing but pride. You know, that's the only thing I can rationalize him of why he did what he was doing because he ain't had a sense of control of the players no more. I feel like, you know, those players was bigger than the city of Chicago. So I feel like it, it, the only thing he could do was try to split them up because he ain't had that control. So you know, it had to be ego and pride.
1: So the most interesting thing to me about the whole series that I did not know was that the flu game was not the flu game that it was food poisoning yeah. did y'all know that
0: mm-hmm. I, did. I don't think nobody, do. I think nobody <laughs> knew
1: that <laughs> yeah. so what i don't he, know I, I
0: don't know how he did it i don't know how he did it with food poisoning
1: right because he might <laughs> man
0: different it's different. different different
1: man so what was y'all's favorite part of the series Your favorite Michael Jordan moment?
2: My favorite Michael Jordan moment that you know that always comes to my head is the, uh, the 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 Russell the, the, the last shot honestly. Game what that was uh what the finals in the finals so you know that that always played back in my head. But uh, whether it was a foul or whether it's not a foul, or mm-hmm. so that's probably what's you know
0: that's probably the. the I think about Mike, is that shot. I think, I think for me, uh, when he finally beat the Pistons, mm-hmm. that was my, uh, like, I, I love, I love, I love that story behind that, you know, just never giving up, you know, so like I said, Jordan hated to lose more than he loved to win, so because he hated to lose, he just, he had to figure out a way to beat him, and you know, like I said, they, they didn't take a, a vacation that summer, man, they got in the weight room, got buff, got big and really worked on that game and came back and beat him that next year. So, yeah, I think that was my favorite uh, Michael Jordan moment. I think throughout the throughout the documentary, my
1: favorite thing was um, everyone talking about how people would say little things to Mike mm-hmm. and that yeah. would give
4: him the motivation. To
1: or not him. say anything to him. You know, <laughs> like, or, or not saying anything <laughs> to him. He, he always found
4: a way to... to to try to get an edge. Um, I forgot. Uh, And then I think the whole Reggie Miller push-off for the game-winning shot, that'll always be a memory of mine whenever I think about Michael Jordan because it should have been a (laughs) foul. it should have called an offensive foul, but they didn't. But everyone says MJ got every single call. He didn't get that one. Okay, so... Patrick Ewing, when you don't know Patrick he's going go baseball.
1: So what series are you guys looking to looking forward to next? What should they make next? What y'all want to see? Shaq
4: and Kobe. Two thousand Lakers. I, I think uh, I think that needs to be the documentary that they that they should try to do. Um and also show some greatness to Phil Jackson in mm-hmm. his and his ability to to take two individuals and bring them together to win, even though they did not get along. Like, I think they respected each other's game, but they just did not get along. And eventually it blew up, but it lasted
0: longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I'd probably say uh Dr. Cole, too. That would be somebody I want, I mean that document I would want to see that, yeah.
2: Okay. I don't know, I'm trying to think. I've heard Kevin Garnett would be doing some type of documentary, so I'd like to see his uh his documentary. I think it's coming on Showtime. Okay. I go from Starkell. going to be crazy Kevin Garner doing yeah, a
4: documentary.
2: Yeah, Kevin Garner. I, mean, I think a He was, you know, the trailer looked nice. He was talking about, you know, how he got in the fight and, you know, long story short, he got in the fight and left his parents sent him away to Chicago. Isaiah Thomas came to the gym and he just started going off and he said he should try to enter the draft.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting. Interesting story. Yeah. I think Ray Allen, too, man. Ooh. Just because he's from, 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 you know what I mean, right down the road, so yeah. I want to hear his backstory. You know, Ray Allen, yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. So, we'll see what they cook up next. I didn't want the last dance to end, but, you know, so. If they want to throw out some more episodes, some behind-the-scenes stuff, I'll take it. Especially right. <laughs>
3: right now. Well,
1: I just want to say thank you guys for taking a little bit of time out with me to talk about The Last Dance. I appreciate all of you guys' feedback. So, thank you, thank you so much. All right, y'all have a good one. Huh? Oh, of course. Y'all see who I got. Y'all see what I did. Y'all see that? Oh, yeah. Elite. I like that. <laughs> thank y'all. All right. Thank you.